welcome to Petty Politics and our Life in the Law segment on getting into law school. Yes, so law school definitely for me was one of the most difficult experiences I've ever had while actually getting into law school. And so we just wanted to give you guys a bit of advice in order to comfortably navigate through the process and learn a little bit about our processes as well. So each week we're going to be giving you different sound bites on small things you should keep in mind as you prepare for law school. So that could be how to work on your personal statement, how to work on your diversity statement, if you do one at all. Yeah. If you want to add internships, what should you be highlighting? What should you be highlighting on your resume? How to... And this is the really difficult one. Slay the dragon that is called the LSAT. Real. <laughs> so stay tuned for more information on that. And hopefully this will be helpful for you as you navigate the law school admissions process. So this week we're going to be talking about personal statements. In particular, the many important considerations that you should make as you prepare to write one. In particular, what kinds of things does the admissions committee look at when looking at your personal statement? What kinds of things should you add? How long should it be? Stylistic considerations. What should you be showing and not telling? How how should you be checking your grammar and spelling? And that's very, very important. Whether or not you should be adding emotions or writing about traumatic experiences in your life. And also school-specific paragraphs. How should you write a personal statement? Cool. So I think the great thing to start with is how we differentiate a law school personal statement from the -the run-of-the-mill college personal statement. That's very important. I think one important thing to think about is that when you're writing a college personal statement, you're trying your best to show why your specific major is important to you and how it will help you to create a really important, meaningful, potentially profitable career. Mm -hmm. I think... For example, you're thinking about if I'm doing a STEM degree, why am I doing biology as opposed to chemistry or physics? Or if you're doing a social sciences degree, how will sociology be something that helps you to make a difference in the world? Mm -hmm. For a law school degree, however, it's clear that you want to practice law. And so when you're doing that, you have to think more about what type of law you want to practice and how law school will help you to make a real difference in the legal community, not just generally. Exactly. So my law school personal statement started out with a story of me leading a meeting as the president of Phi Alpha Delta on my undergrad campus. Shout out to St. John's. And it went into how... Well, the story was about accessibility concerns and whether or not people were disproportionately marginalized when it came to accessing legal and social resources. And then it went into how I plan to change that, how I changed it within my law community, my undergrad law community, and why I wanted to go to law school. And so it was definitely geared towards a public interest future. And it showed how law school would help me reach my goals in being a public interest advocate. I think it's really important when it comes to how you want to introduce anecdotes into your personal statement. Mm -hmm. The kind of framing and the setting of my personal statement was a die-in protest that happened at the University of Texas. Mm -hmm. And so that was a really great way for me to establish first and foremost what my convictions are. The fact that I'm at a die-in protest already shows that I have a commitment to racial justice, Mm -hmm. that I'm particularly... um, activist in doing that. It's not just me writing about this. It's me putting my body into the street with community. And so I think 
having those anecdotes are super important because yeah. it allows them to kind of take a moment to think about you and your life as opposed to kind of the the show and tell and the kind exactly. of advertising components. Of and a that's what I was statement. talking about earlier with Cam. It's so important for them to be able to conceptualize and infer things based upon these anecdotes as opposed to you saying things that you want them to know about you. So instead of, for example, Cam saying, oh, I'm committed to racial social justice issues, he tells a story about him being at a sit-in protest and from there they were able to infer that okay he is very much committed just like for me instead of saying I'm a leader I'm resilient I'm x y and z I just told a story of my experience as the president of Phi Alpha Delta and how I was able to use that experience to provide socioeconomic resources for those who probably lacked them. Let's talk a little bit about what admissions committees are actually looking for when it comes to a great personal statement. You have to keep in mind that these folks are reading hundreds, if not thousands, of applications yeah, each year. I, yeah, thousands for sure. And so each time they look at a, a, a fresh copy of a personal statement, they're usually trying to key in on specific things that you bring to the table as opposed to, you know, the 451st, you know, personal statement that they read earlier in that admission cycle. So what are they looking for? I think most importantly, other than obviously the content, which is the big thing, they're making sure that you have an attention to detail. I think that they use that as an indicator of whether or not you'll be successful in law school, which does require that, and also in the legal profession. And so if you submit a personal statement that's littered with spelling and grammar errors, you probably don't have good chances of getting in. One thing I think about when it comes to admissions committees is that they want you to have a pretty specific and concrete understanding of one, what the law is, and two, how you're going to use the law. That's a lo- that's a big one, too. A law degree in particular is one that is, is kind of a... It's clear that getting a law degree is a sign of success and that having a law degree itself opens you up to really great opportunities to do great work and make money on top of it. So for a lot of people, it can kind of be a backup degree. It's like, oh, if I don't end up, you know, getting a good score on my MCAT, I'm just going to go to law school. Or if I don't find anything else interesting to do, then I go to law school. It's kind of a fallback option for folks. And I think that admissions committees want to push back against that by making sure that each personal statement they read has a part in it that says, this is exactly why I want to use the law. This is what I think the law can do for the people I care about, and hence why I'm entering you know, into the application cycle. I think that that's very important. And that's why I think that you should always do a school-specific paragraph. Talk about the school, talk about the programs at that school, and talk about what you plan to contribute to those programs and how you are going to substantially make a difference because that's what they want to see. When it comes down to it, these committees know that ultimately it's about return. They want to get their return on this investment they're making. They're making an investment in you. And as backwards as it may seem, it's almost like a human capital element that's added to this admissions process, whereas they want to make sure that they're bringing someone in who's not only going to succeed, but is going to shed good light on their school in the legal profession. Let's get into some of the other law school-specific considerations. So we've talked a little bit already about having a law school-specific section in your personal statement where you say, this is exactly why, for example, Harvard Law School is where I want to go. 
the best way to do that often involves you looking first and foremost at the website of that law school. So making sure that you understand what types of programs they offer, because you have to remember that law schools are also advertising to you. So they make it pretty easy to understand how they differentiate themselves from the other schools that are around them in ranking. So it's important for you to key in on some of those issues and to write really like extensively about them in the law school personal statement. Me, for example, I wrote about how Harvard Law School has so many important, amazing Harvard Law School graduates who have done civil rights work, which is what I was interested in doing. So I talk a little bit about folks like Brian Stevenson, um, folks like, uh, you know, Charles Hamilton Houston, who have had amazing, extensive careers and who I would like to emulate in doing this work. And I think that was one way to show the committee that, hey, I'm not just thinking about civil rights broadly. I'm thinking about the people you have trained and how I can use that same training to do great work. Exactly. You definitely should make, again, school-specific paragraphs, talk about what programs you plan to join, what professors have you connected with that have led or joined some of these programs that you think that you want to work with. You should talk about how are these programs unique. Show that you've put in the work. Show that you've researched the school and that this is not just a general interest. This is something that you really want to do and this is a place that you want to be because they want to be able to offer you admission knowing that you're going to attend the school. I also tried to add that into my personal statement, specifically talking about some professors that I met when I came to Harvard Law School during my kind of LSAT prep stage. So I got to meet with um, Professor Bob Bourdon, for example, who has excellent negotiating experience um, and is one of the most prolific scholars in the country. So being able to talk about him, being able to say, you know, I watched this presentation, I got to ask him questions about the school, really helped me to seal the deal on this specific program. I also got to meet um, Professor Ron Sullivan, who does amazing work in criminal defense, and be able to say, yes, having this professor here who is a, a, you know, a black person, a person of color that I can connect with, made this a school that is more enticing to me, and that's why I'm sending in this application. What do you think about, quote-unquote, colorblind writing? I don't even know if that's a term. I kind of just like made that up. Uh, that means that you're kind of writing from a very objective standpoint and trying to keep from contextualizing your experiences from a critical race standpoint when it comes to offering your story or your anecdote to the admissions committee. What do you I, think? I, I think writing in a colorblind fashion kind of defeats the point of a personal statement. Mm-hmm. I think it's really important for us to I, I actually think it's that's part of the problem is that people want their personal statement to read almost like a resume. They wanted to show, here are my accomplishments as opposed to here, here is who I am. And so oftentimes when I talk to folks who have asked me about personal statements, I tell them to get more personal. I tell them to really lay it on the line. I think the problem with that is that it often involves us relaying a lot of really traumatic experiences for the admissions committee to read. You have to understand most of the folks on these committees come from from privileged backgrounds. They've mm-hmm. had pretty, you know, well-off lives. And so reading about stories of undocumented immigrants having to deal with loved ones being removed from the country forcibly, reading about racial injustice, all of those kinds of things are experiences that they aren't used to and they haven't oftentimes experienced firsthand. And that is what will pull on their heartstrings and really make you stand apart. I I kind of agree with that. But also, what do you say to people who say, okay, well, that's true. But if you want to contextualize these experiences, why don't you just use the diversity statement as opposed to the personal statement? I think it's actually a really great question. And I think that the personal statement and the diversity statement stand for different things. And we'll definitely talk more about the diversity statement in another uh, episode of this. But the way that I differentiate between them is that the diversity statement 
because they're expecting it to to basically be a explication of here's how I am different from the average you know, white male wealthy <laughs> you know law school student. Yeah. You know, here is why my identity changes that, whether, you know, because of my sexual orientation or my race or my gender, et cetera. For me, I feel like those things are so pertinent and so integrated into my personhood that a, you couldn't a separate... have read a personal statement without it. Yeah. Right. Right. So so it didn't make sense for me to pull those things out and then leave them in a separate document as a diversity statement. It made sense for me instead to talk about how I, as a black person, have had to think critically about my role in this country and about the role of race in this country and how I can take concerted actions using a law degree to make a difference in a really meaningful way. And we'll specifically talk about how I use my diversity statement in a different way um, in that, you know, diversity statement episode. Well, I definitely had a bit of a different experience with my personal diversity statement. On my personal statement, I didn't write too much about race. On diversity, I didn't either. For both of them, I did relay information about my socioeconomic background, though. I highlighted that I come from an underprivileged and underrepresented community. And and I again, I talked about the accessibility to certain resources, especially resources getting into law school and entering these spaces because it's very uncommon. You basically become the anomaly to your own community. And I thought that that was very important to put on the forefront. And I didn't think that talking about my race in that sense was relevant because I wanted to more so refer how I was trying to help poverty-stricken communities. And and in talking about that, of course, you get into a more nuanced discussion about how poverty-stricken communities are disproportionately black and such. And it becomes a, it's definitely important and prevalent. But within my personal statement, I just thought that I should stick to that because I wanted to come from a more objective tone. Because like you said earlier, I don't know how much admissions committees relate to those types of backgrounds. I didn't want to bring my trauma and my story in it in such a way that made myself unrelatable. So let's finish up with some stylistic considerations to keep in mind as you begin the final kind of editing, polishing stage of your personal statement. We've already talked about making sure that your grammar and spelling are on point. On point. Don't it, play it, games. There's not like, really there's, you don't much have an to excuse. say beyond that. Yeah, exactly. We've already talked a little bit about how you should really use experiences and anecdotes and emotions to show your commitment to the law as opposed to kind of a thing, take my word for it. Specifically for me, I think it's important also to make sure that you're keeping in mind the length of the personal statement. Specifically, law schools will tell you most of the time how long your personal statement should be. But even that shouldn't be something that, you know, for example, they say write two pages. It doesn't mean your personal statement needs to be exactly two pages. Mm -hmm. You shouldn't be trying to find filler, you know, information to try to fill that page up. If it doesn't feel natural to you and it doesn't really speak to a, a particular point, then you really should be open to having a personal statement that isn't as long as is, uh, you know, potentially available to you as a personal statement. Okay, so wrapping everything up, check the link. Make sure you're not going over the law school's specific format that they've addressed, and it will be on the LSAC org page. Check your style. Be fun, be you. You're great, obviously, and they're going to want you for who you are. You differentiate from any other person in that applicant pool, and they need you for their school. Check your grammar and your spelling. Don't, and again, don't play that game. <laughs> you have no excuse. You have spell check on your computer. What's that new thing, too? It's like Grammarly. It's like, um, I keep hearing like advertising. <laughs> Grammarly or something like that. Do something like that. <laughs> for sure. Speak 
to the law school committee about yourself and be as honest as you can about your experiences and how that will propel you to have an amazing law career. Be candid, exactly. Best of luck. Best of luck.